Does anybody remember fishing on the radio? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. Uh, tonight, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, folks. We're going to be talking about fishing. Uh, and <laughs> um, oddly enough, uh, back in the day when I had the AM radio show on uh, WNYG, 1440 AM in Babylon, New York. Um, talking about the early 90s now, probably 1990, uh, there were a plethora, I like using that word, plethora, uh, of <clears throat> shows on um, ESPN that were fishing shows. And being as I did not really uh, have anything better to do during the day, uh, the thing to do would be to get high, lay on the couch, and watch a lot of television. Uh, we, we used to goof on these fishing shows quite a bit. And I think it was Jeremy who was the... Uh, producer uh of the mind dog the magnificent radio show back then who said you know we ought to do a bit about this on the radio show and it was it it ended up being a recurring bit uh it was called uh fishing on the radio with warren and homer now warren uh was taken from the program director who hated me and i conversely hated him uh and it was kind of uh just a, a goof on fishing shows on television because basically what we were doing was watching two guys sit in a boat and fish for a half hour uh and it, it just occurred to me how how absurd that would be to have it on the radio listening to two guys fish for a half hour well as it turns out my guest tonight uh actually has not one but two uh fishing podcasts which are similar to radio so um it's just going to be an interesting uh, night for me. And then right after this program, uh, I have a uh, duo uh, of comedians who are going to be uh, doing a, a little promotion of an event that they have a charity event, a special comedy charity event. So um, I'm going to probably have to end this show like two minutes early just so I can get to that one set up and, and meet those guys in the green room there. So that show will immediately follow this one, but not at the same stream. So find it somewhere, wherever you find this on social media, YouTube, uh, wherever, uh, Facebook, wherever it's going to be. Uh, so I got to get this out of, out of the way because uh, my guest today, and this is, this is the, you know, lately the show's been going off the rails, if you haven't noticed, folks. Um, my my guest today was a leadership and uh, self improvement coach, and he's uh, an author of books about winning and what it takes to be a winner. And he didn't show up. And I think uh, part of part of being a winner, part of success in life, success uh, showing up is half the battle, or more than half the battle. They didn't show up. I don't want to embarrass him by saying his name. I'm actually going to reschedule him. He, he, he apologized. Uh, and I, but it, you know, when you position yourself as a leader or somebody who's going to help people straighten out their lives, you know, not showing up or forgetting about your commitments, um, 
it doesn't bode well for your authority on the subject. Uh, so I have to get this out of the way, though, really quick and get my guest in here because this is going to be a two-minute shorter <laughs> version of the program. Uh, as you know now, about 900 years ago, <laughs> well, maybe 20 days, 21 days, whatever it was, Chris Barris from SES Research was with me to promote his product, <clears throat> My Vital Scene. Now, this is not a product promotion, sponsorship anyway, in any way. I want to make that very clear. Uh, he was here to promote that program whenever it was a long time ago. And the claims he made were that it could extend your life by 90% or more, basically doubling your lifespan and make you live a better life, tumor-free and more energy and better sleep and a whole lot of health benefits to it. And me being the skeptic uh, was uh, I am and will always be. Uh, I told him, you know, it's kind of extraordinary uh, claims like that require extraordinary evidence. He said, how about this? I'll send you a bunch of the free product. You try it for six to eight weeks, have me back, and we'll review your results. I said, fair enough. Now, some people have written in saying, you know, this guy's getting over on you. He's getting free advertising. Uh, he's not getting over on me. Anybody who wants to send me free stuff uh, is welcome to come on the program and send me all the free stuff, and I'll use it every day on the program. So I'm doing it twice a day. I'm doing it on the program for two reasons. One, to hold myself accountable so I don't forget to do it, and the experiment will go for naught. And the other reason is to have some video evidence of it so you can see me doing it every day. It only takes a second. Here it goes really quickly. But it's uh, god-awful tasting, so you have to take a water chaser or some kind of chaser with it. Now, I have to say, it's getting less god-awful as I do it every day. He'll be back with me October 29th at 1 p.m., and we'll review my results. I have to say, I have felt more energy on it, uh, even though uh, my good friend Mikey doesn't think that when he calls me and, and he hears me groggy on the phone all the time. I have had more energy from it, but um, for the most part, except for a couple of days where I crash and burn. But I can't say it's necessarily due to that. It just uh, could be a coincidence. Now, as I mentioned, my guest tonight has two uh, fishing podcast. I'm not sure exactly how he found me or, or uh, how he found this podcast, but uh, I'm excited to talk to him because of that history I have with fishing on the radio. And now it's time for fishing on the radio with Warren and Homer. Uh, I'm really interested in the... Uh, <laughs> the whole part about uh, fishing on the radio, fishing on a podcast, what exactly he talks about, what what uh, his listenership is all about, uh, and uh, exactly, you know, what goes on on this podcast. I haven't had a list, uh, chance to listen to it. I promise you I will during this week when I get some time uh, because I'm fascinated by it. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome in Grandy Van Lowe to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Grandy, welcome. How's it going, sir? It's going well. Uh, Good. So, uh, uh, in case your listeners or people are watching, sorry, uh, um, I, you know, I, I was actually running a few minutes late. I have four daughters that are seven, five, three, and eight months. So you can just imagine the insanity in the household. So I, I can. I have. I have uh, a, a quite a. Uh, busy household here with animals as well uh, so on top of that. So. Uh, but they wouldn't have known you were late if you didn't just tell them that because I, I had you covered, see? And, uh, and I did that for you to keep you covered and you just blew it. That's all right. I appreciate that. And you know what? So everybody's watching. That goes to show what kind of man I'm dealing with tonight. So I appreciate I, I appreciate that, sir. So, so Grady, where are you uh, physically located? You're in the United States, but where? 
Yeah, uh, I'm li- located in Pleasant Hill, Iowa, which is a suburb of Des Moines, Iowa, so central Iowa here. Um, and I- I'm glad you mentioned I-, I do have two podcasts. Actually, one of it is it was uh, beer. It's called Beer Fish Fanatics right here. Right. Um, my other podcast, just so I do, I had a, a few guys uh, that was fishing, but it's actually more for uh, you know entrepreneur. That that one's more a, a serious business uh, podcast. On that one, it's called Unfiltered Mop Pop Passage, but. Um, but this one, the the beer fish fanatics one, um, I, I I came up with the idea and I co-host it with a buddy of mine uh, who has a pretty uh, decent YouTube channel. But um, it's pretty fun right. stuff, man. So you can, you can just imagine what we talk about on beer fish. Well, fanatics. I, I definitely would like to imagine, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna listen to it. But I have the URL for the uh, for the beer fish fanatics uh, uh, podcast going across the the scroll on the bottom and the mom popfishing.com website uh, mm-hmm. is up in the corner there so if people want to find out about it. So when I did fishing on the radio, it was just a goof. It was a goof on the ESPN shows. What made you <laughs> start doing this? And is, is this any way like what I used to watch on ESPN 35 years ago or whatever? Well, you know, the the podcast, uh, what made me decide to, to come up with it was because um, I started this company. It's called Mob Pop Fishing. Uh, and what it is is a, a distributor for, you know, small family-owned uh, custom fishing products. And I, I'm just a distributor for them for all these small little businesses. You know, I do it online. And I decided to, because um, I help market them. I help create content for them. And I decided, you know what, what better content stuff than you know to start doing a podcast and just kind of intertwining those two and then uh, on top of that i was like you know what shit i love beer <laughs> you know so <laughs> so you know in, in my opinion i'm like okay what what goes better together beer and fishing so i decided to create hey i couldn't think of you know the, the right name or whatnot so i go you know what you know best friends forever be, you know beer fish finesse you know it, oh, it just yeah, goes, bbf i get it B, right. bff you know it, it goes together <laughs> so so that's how i come start you know i and then i created that and um i had that in my mind almost like a year or two ago and it just launched uh earlier this year and it's funny because you know obviously they didn't plan for covid so it kind of fit um in, in regards to creating it now that it just you know time wise it, it actually fit in the crazy world that you know having that virus but it's it's pretty much what you, you're thinking we talk about. We talk about beer. We talk about fishing. But uh, we we talk about everything, everything. And we have a lot of guests. We have a lot of actually high profile YouTube guests um, that have. I mean, you're talking about 80,000 followers that, you know, they actually come on our show and, and our guests. And uh, we just talk, we, we pick their minds. So I, I, I'm not the greatest fisherman. I'll be the first to tell you that I love fishing. It's a passion of mine. But I, you know, I'm learning and I'm gaining so much knowledge just from this podcast. Uh, I, I, I talk to them about, you know, their techniques, um, types of stuff they use, uh, when they use them, you know, how to fish for specific species. So this podcast, I mean, we literally go through everything from uh, all types of open water to to even salt water. We're, we're, we're dabbing into that, you know, types of species of fish and just how you, you know, like I said, we have a good time. My buddy and I were really good friends. We've known each other for so many years. And we just literally just talk, shoot the fan, have a conversation and talk about uh, how you can become a better fisherman. And, you know, like I said, the tip tips and, and, and tricks that, you know, a lot of these guys, especially these YouTube guys, a lot of people, you know, obviously they go to their shows or, you know, their channel. You can see how why are they so successful? And that's how we get them on our show. And we just literally just, you know, uh, ask some questions, have a beer with them. And, you know, once once the alcohol kicks, you know, they kind of give away the trade secrets. That's what we love. 
<laughs> you know, I'm here on Long Island, on Long Island, and I'm not even sure. Being a Long Islander, I should know how to say this because some people say in Long Island or on Long Island, Long Island, New York, and we're you know surrounded by three on three sides by water, the Atlantic Ocean and, and the and the uh, Long Island Sound, and a lot of fishing goes on here. You say saltwater fishing? Are you talking about ocean fishing, or are they saltwater lakes? What, what do you? What are you talking about? Because there's no ocean where you are, right? There, there's no ocean where I am because we, <laughs> primar- we, we primarily talk about freshwater fish, obviously. But we, we've got some um, guests on lined up, and we're going to be we're dabbing into the salt water because um, the audience, you know, wants to hear about that stuff. Especially, you know, the crazy thing is a lot of people who are, are in the Midwest, they, they're just intrigued. You know, they see they see these channels, see these people fishing in the oceans. You know, in Hawaii, we have some guests that are lined up that you know we're we're working on in regards to that uh, to to pick their minds. And you know, they got big channels, they got big following, and and those are the ones that we want to talk to because obviously they they know something that um they can they could give to to the fishing community in, in regards right. to whether it's tips or advice and and stuff like that. And and like I said, at the end of the day, we it's just a bunch of guys having a couple beers and talking fishing. You can't beat that. Talking fishing. Uh, well, uh, would you rather be talking fishing or fishing? <laughs> oh boy! You know what? Um, you, you can't beat being out outdoors. Um, I, I just did a a podcast the other day, and I was just like, you know, it's just one. It's it's very. Um, it, it, you get away from the the world that we live in, in a sense. You know, right, right now, well, all the the shit that's going on right now, to be able to get out and get fresh air and sometimes just see the sunset sunrise and, you know, and, and just be out there with water. And literally sometimes you don't catch anything, but you, you catch a little bit of, 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 you know, nature and you can't go wrong with that. Well, you mentioned COVID. So COVID has an effect, uh, has, hasn't affected the actual practice of fishing. And I would think that's still, you know, wide open. You can, you can do that, right? It hasn't stopped anybody from fishing. Depending on um, where you're, uh, what states, I mean, this is crazy. Uh, states ha- and counties and stuff have different laws. <laughs> you, you'd be surprised. There's certain About lakes. fishing? Yeah, right? When, when this first started, I think the, a couple months ago during the lockdown, like uh, when it first kind of happened, I think I want to say around June, July-ish. I mean, I, I know Illinois, for a fact, they shut down their lakes for, I don't know how long, for at least a week or two weeks. I mean, you can't, well, if there's no lake, you can't fish. I know in Iowa here, uh, they never shut anything of those lakes down. I mean, they can't, they shut down campsites and everything. Uh, but, you know, people were able to go to the rivers or the lakes, whatever, and still fish. And obviously with the virus, it's an influx. You'd be, because right now, if you go to any big box stores, I mean, most big box stores in the whole country, they're dry. Their shelves are dry of fishing stuff because people are buying everything out and, and fishing. Um, and that's why, you know, it is great for uh, a distributor like me that does for, you know, my you yeah. know family owned businesses because they create their own stuff. So they're not going to run out, you know, uh, of, of inventory that they have to order from China or overseas, like the big box stores do. Right. So that's, so that's the thing, but no, it's, it's, it, you see a huge, it, I guess there's pros and cons. The pros is everybody's fishing, taking families out fishing, you know, obviously uh, during this time, but, um, you do see a lot of uh, trash that gets left by, you know, from new fishermen that I wish they would pick up. It's just one of those things where, you know, they don't think about it too much. Sometimes, you know, they just throw a little wrapper here and there, but you know, the amount of people that goes out, you can just imagine the amount of trash and litter that gets, you know, piled up. 
Yeah, I'm, I imagine enforcing these laws about no fishing would be really tough. I mean, especially, uh, I know the beaches here were closed for a while, yeah. and and then they opened up, but you can't stop people from going out on a boat, um, or maybe you can. They, they do have um, constables and stuff like that, but I, I can't see the point in it. It's, just, it's yeah. baffling to me, like because you're not going to be spreading disease while you're out on, on the ocean or on a well, lake. You're on your own boat. I mean, you can't, yeah, but yeah, I right. I know they did close, like I said, the lakes for a, while, a couple of weeks. I, I'm pretty sure they're open back up now. But yeah, it was just insanity for a while because I do know a lot of because a lot of the 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 group, whether well, Facebook groups and stuff, they were let's just say there were a lot of unhappy fishermen for a while there. I'm taking some abuse from the chat room on the, the Long Island thing where it's on Long Island and there is no in Long <laughs> Island. If you talk to the people who are closer to. Uh, New York City, they, they definitely say in Long Island a lot. So uh, back <laughs> off, dudes, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to interview a guy about fishing, and I know nothing about fishing. I, you know, when I was a kid, I loved fishing, but uh, it's totally different from what you did. There's a canal next to my uh, the the street where I grew up, and we used to go fishing for flounder and um, snappers a lot. What kind of fish do you? What What's your um, fish of choice to go after? Bass. Um, well, I, you know what? The crazy thing, I'm not a huge largemouth bass. I, I am a, a wiper guy, which is a hybrid bass. It's a hybrid of, of striped bass, um, and white bass. So it's, it's called a wiper. Um, that's one of the fish that we target a lot here. Uh, walleyes obviously is one of our big ones. Catfish. I, I, I got really, never heard it. of any of these, bro. What? You're killing me. You're killing me. Okay. So wal- <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not from that part of the country. Oh that, boy. I haven't spent a whole lot of time in that part of the country. Uh, you're you're, you're going to have the google it man because yeah walleye is one of the best eating fish out there crappies i mean can't go wrong with crappies and uh bluegills i'm a big panfish guy too so i i definitely go after crappies wipers walleye cat channel catfish uh my buddy's slowly starting to get into the blue catfish which is down south a little bit more in kansas so um but yeah i don't those are the freshwater fish that, we, you know, I at least I, I you know, target and everything. So is, is this uh, something you would go in a lake for or a river? You, you uh, fly fish? What, how do you, you know, what what's the procedures to, for catching these yeah. fish? <laughs> no, most of them, uh, most of them are lakes. I mean, we go to lakes. I, I, I fish primarily lakes, but I mean, we, lately we've been fishing rivers here and there too. But uh, yeah, I mean, th- these are fresh water, so I mean, you can go any pond, you know, because here in Iowa, that the fishing is is amazing, and um, there's there's a pond here within, you know, like couple blocks away from me but then there's lakes massive lakes around us here in uh the fish and then obviously there's river streams and everything that we fish and you can you can literally find the the big lakes any type of channel catfish crappies um within i mean 30 minutes from me and we go all the time and yeah it's just i have a blast so i mean i love it like i said i mean i have Four kids that can, can can drive me a little bit nuts. So any any time I get away, you know, they get a little fresh air. Oh, so, so you're not you're not taking them out with you to, to fish and, and kind of. <laughs> I, I actually do. I take my daughters on, on, on once in a while, but it, they're still at that age where it's a five minutes. If shit right. don't happen in five minutes, dad, let's go <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. So 
I, I got to find a spot where I know it's going to be automatic within five minutes. <laughs> That's what used to get me about watching it on television. Like you'd see these guys sitting in a boat and they would show you a half hour, but you know, they'd been out there for 12, 14 hours to catch one fish sometimes for uh, it. So it, it's a sport that, or, or recreation. I don't know how you, would, is it a sport? I don't know, but uh, it's something that requires a lot of patience. It, yes. it does. Well, I mean, it depends. It depends on what kind of fishing you're doing. I mean, if you're catfishing, yeah, yes and no. It just all depends. I mean, it is a sport because, I mean, there's many, many tournaments all over the world, all over the world, all over the nation, huge fishing tournaments. And they, 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 a lot of people take it seriously. And it's um, it is a it's an actual sport because, I mean, you have to know what you're doing. There's a reason why if, if you look at the fishing tournaments, there's a reason why most of the guys who always finish in a top 10 finish in a top 10. It's because right. they do their homework. They they know the ins and outs of the fish, where uh, uh, you know the contour of the lakes, wherever they're fishing at. I mean, they do they do all their studying. They they look at the water, you know, the water levels. They know that the air pressure, everything like that, every little bit, you know, matters in regards to this, uh, you know, catching these fish. You'd be really surprised. But me, I just go out and just have fun, have a beer, and, and just you know, like you said, be a little bit patient. But sometimes uh, you just you just you, every little. I guess advice or tip that you know you can you can take advantage of you know try to catch those fish right uh for the guys in the chat room i will get to your questions i just have some of my own that i'd like to ask if you don't <laughs> mind uh so you mentioned these guys who finish in the top 10 are they fishing celebrities of course, of course there are tons of them out there i mean i'm not one of them like i said i i, I just <laughs> i'm just into this thing because i love it it's a real passion of mine i i, I want you- my daughter daughters get into it but yeah it's just one of those things where um i mean i'm in the industry no i know a lot of the smaller guys and everything because like i say because of the, the business i started but i mean other than that yeah those guys i mean that's that's what they do for a living you know what i mean and for right. me and this is this is just uh, it's a side thing for me, but it's something hopefully I can grow. And, and then the podcast, I mean, it's 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 gaining steam, you know, and who knew well, that, People, that's <laughs> that's my follow up to the to the, the fishing celebrities. Are you getting them on the podcast? And if not, what can we do to help you get them on? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, hey, any 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 bits helps. But yeah, we're, I mean, we're we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of YouTube stars coming onto our podcast. I've seen a lot of it, doors are opening up. They're like, hey, they're interested. Um, a lot of local even radio guys and local celebrities here are, are actually slowly uh, wanting to jump on board on the podcast because we do have fun. If you listen to the the beer fish fanatics podcast is really fun it's just really laid back um there's no you know we don't take things too seriously so and they love it and they love it because it's a lot of good information that we give out too so uh you don't let your kids listen to the podcast do you that one I don't mind because I um okay. that one I actually because because I actually filter that uh the beer fish fanatics one I actually uh a uh, beep out or I- any swear words I, that I do okay um, so so it's nothing uh, but my other podcast the unfiltered mob out passage the entrepreneur one that's completely hence the word unfiltered that's uncensored they are not listening to that one <laughs> uh, well I I was more concerned whether you're gonna let them listen to this one um. <laughs> Uh, and because, uh, and you know, beer, I, I'm, I like beer, uh, but <laughs> I know a lot of fishermen, uh, and, uh, I was talking to one earlier today on, uh, on social media and the, 
uh, had some pictures of his beautiful lake in Arizona where he went fishing. Believe it or not, Arizona has lakes. God, who knew? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, somebody asked him, uh, "Did you take? Did you take uh, a a reefer for you know, or whatever he's a joint? Whatever he did, you roll a joint for your uh, fishing <laughs> joint?" And he said, "I took two. And I'm thinking that because I've had some jujitsu guys on, and I know that jujitsu is big around." You know, there's a big marijuana culture in jujitsu, believe it or not, and I know there also is in the fishing culture here on Long Island. The guys who just go out for 14 <laughs> hours, 16 hours, and they're getting stoned all day because it is sitting in your boat and just waiting. Uh, is there any of that besides the beer? Do you get into anything a little stronger? I can see that. <laughs> no, me personally, no. Hey, uh, <laughs> I, I, I would. Hey, I don't mind if anybody does, but. You know, the type of fishing uh, that I do, my friend, I mean, we don't want to sit there and not catch fish. I actually right. do want to catch some fish. So you, you kind of have to target. I mean, I don't just sit in one spot. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't sit in one spot. If nothing is working or biting, I mean, we can sit there for eight hours or we can walk down a you know, couple, you know, 100 feet or something. You never know. The fish might be over there. So you got to go find them. But, uh, oh, yeah, man. I mean. Shoot, if people want to smoke a joint and just mm -hmm. sit there and relax and fish, more power to you. Right. Like This is the thing. You will never find a man or a woman who goes fishing and comes home mad or angry. Ever. <laughs> even, yeah. even if... Yeah. Even, I, I, I knew one. Fish. I knew one. It was my father. Uh, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> I, um, but, uh, yeah, I could see how you... It's, it's like golf, too. Gol golfers don't... Oh, well, you they get frustrated sometimes, but a good, yeah. a bad day, you know that that whole cliche about a, a bad day fishing is beats a, a great day at work any day. That that's exactly. absolutely true. Uh, but so to follow up on this on the beer stuff, uh, you ever get too beard up where you can't drive the boat back home? <laughs> uh, not me personally, but I I usually kayak fish, so I kayak fish. Oh, cool! And and I I, I when I kayak fish, I limit the the amount of alcohol because um yeah, you, you can't know, take much with you anyway. You, you can't exactly. Well, yeah, you don't trust. I don't trust myself anyways paddling if, if if I'm too intoxicated. But when I'm on the shore, when I shore fish, uh, I we can pound it with the best of them. Trust me, and and. Had there been moments where uh, you, you may have scraped the knee here and there? Oh, it happens all the time. Really? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and the lakes that you go on, because uh, all I know really, I mean, I've been on lakes, don't get me wrong, but and Smith Mountain Lake in Virginia, I spent some time there where water got a little rough and stuff, and the Great Lakes, of course, can be like an ocean. What are the lakes like uh, like where you are as far as uh, turbulence in the water and stuff like that? Because, in, you know, ocean fishing out here, you can take a real beating. I can't imagine anybody being on, on the ocean in a kayak. Uh, the lakes you go out, I'm, I'm assuming, are pretty calm no oh yeah oh yeah they're super calm i mean compared to what you have yes <laughs> they're very <laughs> calm i mean we don't we don't have uh we even have some lakes that are like no way you know no wake or anything like that so the boats can't even you know be like zooming you know at all so we have those type of lakes but yeah not not even close to to what you got or any oceans in regards to waves and stuff like that we don't have any any of that it's it's definitely that's what i'm saying that's why we can kayak i can kayak fish right. um what about know, the seasons uh do, do, do the lakes freeze over and 
and uh, you know walk on them and go ice fishing and stuff like that you got it i'm huge into ice fishing i'm one of those guys where um because that's how i started this business this company was because one of my uh friends my buddy he actually has his own company where he creates his own custom ice rods and i i i, I help market him and distribute all his rods and everything now and um i'm totally into ice fishing ice fishing is one of those things where uh it's not what it was 15 20 years ago you don't just go out there dig a hole and just hope a fish is under you and freeze your ass off there's electronics nowadays where you can literally use it's like a video game you can literally see fish if they're below you you can literally see your lures going down you can see even when the fish come and bite it so you so it's like a video game it's ice fishing video game i mean technically cheating yes i don't know i mean but it makes it more fun um there's the technology nowadays it's unfreaking believable you can literally see fish if there's you know if it's 100 feet this way 100 feet this way um so you're not just over a top of nothing so that's so, a crazy thing. So old guys like me, and, and I mean old men who are traditionalists, uh, do they get pissed off about the technology and think it's like against the purism of, of the sport? Or <laughs> you, you'll you'll run into a few of those, but you know what? I think they're all on board now. When once you see, once you you know they don't catch anything, and then they look to the right and they see a guy who has limit you know crappies of fish yeah, right there. So. Yeah, sure, I get it. Uh, yeah. But, but what, do they allow that stuff in competition? Um, yes, actually, in 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 I know for a fact in tournaments here uh ice fishing wise yeah you can you you can use uh any of those flat they're, they're called flashers um uh, for ice fishing because uh, it's just the it, you send a signal down it bounces off so you can you know off the fish or off the the bottom floor and you can see on your screen like where the fish is but yeah you can use it in tournaments um but just because you see the fish don't mean they're gonna bite Right, I, get, you know, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I, I mean, I have gone fishing in my day. It's been a long time, though. I, honestly, and you need uh, to get out. You need to go then, because I'm telling you, it'll change it. You're gonna be like, "Damn it, Grandy, you're right. It's gonna, you're gonna enjoy it, man." I never, le- I never left this room in the last thirty, forty years. I've been oh. in this room. Ask anybody. Uh, oh no, boy, it just, it just seems like that because uh, <laughs> I only have this one set, and that's all I ever see of me. Uh, you ever fall in the ice? um i've actually fallen my just one leg it was in denver colorado my brother-in-law because there was a hole that was like a, a 10 foot hole and my foot literally my whole leg went in because i'll step back you did you did i didn't even notice it um let me tell you this it's one of those things you never ever want to experience and oh, I know. you, you, you got to be real careful because it literally feels like there's a bunch of knives just poking at you yeah well what about what has climate change affect the amount of ice that you get or no you, you're still getting what you got uh we i mean i i don't think so i think it's uh it all depends but no i i haven't seen any it's, it's just you know how cold it is i guess the it, the winter is like super bad um i think i want to say like the past couple years has been up and down up and down weather wise like how much ice we get but yeah it's just it's just random if i may how old are you me how how old do you think i am i would guess 30 ah holy shit i'm gonna tell my wife that no i am i'm 40 years old sir (laughs) good for you well i'm 61 and where i grew up here on long island uh-huh. <laughs> uh we used to when i was a kid the bay that the great south bay which leads to the ocean here uh used to freeze up from 
December until the first week of March, it was frozen thick enough that you could drive your car on it. Yeah. And now it doesn't freeze up at all. But there were times when we, we drove cars on it and, and mm-hmm. stayed on a little too long and the car broke through. And we've, I've, so I've been in that ice cold water and yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, but, yeah. but we don't get that anymore. So it's it just curious to me that the lakes in, in the middle of the country aren't experiencing that too. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go to some of the uh, questions from the chat room because these guys have been busy writing a book over there. Let me back up a little <laughs> bit. Uh, somebody wants to know what's the best eating fish. Oh, I mean, it, it depends on what your your taste is. So me, for me personally, um, I love crappie fish. And the reason being the crappies, uh, they're flaky, white meat, super sweet, succulent to me. Um, I love crappie fish. Uh, a lot of people will eat walleyes. Uh, it has a white, flaky meat also, but it's not as, um, as I, I, I wouldn't say it's as sweet as crappie, but a lot of people love walleye. Catfish, can't go wrong with catfish nuggets. I mean, it's just, you know, it, it all depends. Um, those are the ones freshwater that I prefer. And, you know, I guess you I mean, saltwater wise, I mean, you can all you can't go wrong with like salmon, trout, you know, all, all those other stuff or not right. trout, but the salmon and stuff. So can't go wrong with that. But, yeah, for me personally, mine is, is crappies. You can't you, can't you cook it yourself. Oh, yeah. You can. Yeah. There's so many different ways you can cook it. You don't want to just, you know, I, I mean, I te- for my kids, though, because they don't have to deal with the bones, just flay it, um, batter it up a little bit, you know, fry it. And I'm, I'm telling you. The kids love it. They eat it. It's just, it's just, it's, and it's fresh fish. I mean, you can't beat that. They want to know if the lakes are stocked. Um, some, some lakes here. Uh, most of them, they, they, we have a DNR here. Iowa DNR is amazing. We actually had a podcast where we actually had the the lead researcher uh, on our podcast, and uh, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the money that you know when we pay for our fishing license, everything goes to the DNR, um, the Iowa DNR, and they they do stock. Uh, in regards to specific lakes and everything. So, yeah, they sure. do definitely do stock some. Um, I know up north, like in Minnesota, a lot of them, they don't technically really stock. I mean, that's pretty fret natural, uh, a lot of their fish, uh, the fishery there. Um, what, what is the, I hate to sound stupid, what is the DNR? Uh, Department of Natural Resources. <laughs> okay, because yeah. from what I know, it's do not resuscitate. So, oh, uh, <laughs> I guess you can say it that way too. But but yeah, yeah the, the DNR. Sorry, the Iowa Iowa uh, Department Natural okay. Resources. <laughs> uh, um, music wise, do you listen? Are you a big country music fan? Um, yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm definitely uh, more of the older, not the newer. I'm sorry, I'm more of old school. I'm more like uh, I'm more of like a um, you can say. I guess I'm big on Garth Brooks. Uh, I was big on George Strait. Um, I listened to a lot of those those guys back in the day. You know, Tracy, me too. Tra- you know, so <laughs> uh, you know, uh, more of that. The newer school stuff, uh, it's okay. It's it's just not my it, it. It's not my forte. I mean, it's okay. I mean, just yeah. the way it goes. I, I'm pretty sure the same thing you can say with rap because I love rap music too. But this day and age. Well, it seems to me country music since uh, probably the last twenty years or so has been. It's just like eighties rock music with a little bit of twang in in the vocals, and that that's a bit yeah. about it. It's like hair, hair rock, hair, hair uh, metal from the eighties, yeah. kind of and, just with country lyrics and country twang on top. Of yeah, it. and it's become a little popish too. You know, you know how that yeah. goes, but that's just the. Hey, it's the nature of the business. You know, depending on what people want, and that's what they're going to pump out. Right. So uh, do you look at the numbers on your podcast, the demographics, and see exactly who's listening? 
Um, I have a little bit, not really. You know, we, we really started this just to kind of have fun and, and um, hopefully educate people on, you know, getting better and fishing. So I haven't really looked, but um, I, you know, it's, it's just growing. It's in, you know, it can be shocking for me. It was shocking. First of all, to find out uh, it's a worldwide audience. So you find mm -hmm. out that people, you know, I got people in Croatia, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I got an audience in Croatia, uh, yeah. but all over the world. But then to find out my demographic, you know, I'm an old guy, 61 years old. My mm -hmm. demographic, my strongest demographic is 18 to 25, followed immediately by 25 to 34 year olds. So uh, between 18 and 34, it makes up more than 60% of my audience, which shocked wow. the hell out of me. I'm yeah. just wondering who's who's listening to the fishing shows. More, more um, I've noticed, yeah, I would say it's a little bit of the older crowd. Um, well, because they have to be old enough to drink, first of all, <laughs> you know, and uh, that they're going to listen to Beer Fish for Nash. But no, I, I, I want to say uh, it's the older crowd. But what I have noticed, like I said, is that since we're starting to get these YouTube uh stars or i guess you can say or fishing guys uh, on our show now it, it, it's slowly to see a younger generation because a lot of these guys who have these youtube shows are, are younger they're you know in their 20s or 30 ish um so so slowly because you know bringing their interests and you know so they're right. fans yeah so what what makes it what makes a champion the bigger fish or the amount of fish is it the quantity of fish you catch or is it like the the size of the fish you catch what <laughs> what's the competition all about all right. So this, uh, I mean, it all depends. Uh, I mean, if it's just me and my buddies, I mean, you know what? Bigger is always better. You know, whoever catches the biggest fish is going to win that day. It can be one massive fish, but if another guy catches 10, but they're all small, it doesn't matter. The guy who caught that big one, he's going got, home the winner. Got you. But how do they measure the comp who's the winner of a competition? Is it based on size? So on tournament, usually based on weight. So they, Wait. you know, yeah, it depends, you know, if it's a one day, two day tournament, um, let's just say here in Iowa, the biggest tournament in Iowa is called the, uh, uh, the yellow bass bonanza. It's up in clear Lake, uh, Northern Iowa. And they, it's a one day event and they go by weight. They weigh the, uh, they call it yellow bass. They have a yellow bass tournament there and they, they catch right now 30, 30 bass. So if you catch 30 yellow bass, they go by whoever has the you know most weight wins the tournament. So, I mean, if you catch 30 if they're really small you, you might as well release them and try and catch the bigger one so they go by the weight on that one right so so what would be like a, a really big like in weight what would be a really big yellow bass like 40 yellow bass no yeah yellow bass are small i mean yellow oh. bass yeah yellow bass you don't get more than uh um i mean i think the the freaking uh, state record might be like 13 14 inches so they're right. they're small they're small um so they don't get that big but the fish here that you know you can go get flathead catfish i mean flathead catfish can get up to like 60 70 pounds 50, 70 pound catfish yeah, 50 to 60 yeah around because i've so seen if you were in that lake could a catfish like because uh, i know bluefish here if you're swimming in where there's bluefish and a school of bluefish come by you're pretty much like in a piranha bed uh yeah. will, will, will a catfish take a bite out of a human a 60 pound catfish I mean, like bite your hand <laughs> if you put your hand right no if, if you catch a uh that big of a catfish and you're trying to you know land it it bites your hand don't get right. me wrong. They'll bite your hand. So, I mean, they're not just going to go out and, you know, bite you if you're walking in the lake or anything. You Technically, you're going to spook them anyway, so they're going to swim away. But, yeah, if you catch it and you're, you know, you're reeling it in, you're about to, to land it, it'll bite It'll bite your hand. You, you better manhandle that, that, that big of a fish. You better manhandle it and be ready. It will bite. 
Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. So uh, the kind of gear that you're selling, is it just lures? Is it, is it fishing poles, reels? What, what kind of stuff? Uh, and keep in mind that you're talking to a real noob, nobody who, somebody who knows nothing about what you do. Uh, yeah. Tell me about the kind of gear that you're selling. So the the kind of gear that I sell it's just custom made products. So a lot of a lot of my vendors and everything they they custom is like a, a you know ties. Let's just say a, a fly like they tie they literally hand tie them on tungsten you know uh, uh, jig heads and everything. So and I sell those. I sell like um, anything for bass like you know like jig heads you know jigs with skirts. So they custom they they literally custom paint them. They cut uh, custom. Uh, tie them. They custom make them, and uh, the guys I also uh, sell for the jig heads. They pour the lead, so you know for the hooks and everything. So they, they you know, they customly pour their own lead. Uh, and then I have a lot of crank baits, jerk baits that they custom paint uh, to make it look, you know, replicas of of whatever you know whatever I ask them to do, or um, you know, to make it look like a minnow or a shad, you know, bait fish. I guess you can say. So they custom paint those and everything. So those are the type of things that you know that I push and sell for them because. Um, they do. They, they they take their time. I mean, the, the quality of what they do, uh, their work is amazing. I couldn't do that shit. So, you know, right. I, I I can talk and I can you know I can help create content. Um, I can talk you know and, and help market them. But when it comes to the detail that it requires to make a lure and the amount of hours and tedious stuff, I'm like, no, that's not for me. Do you ever use live bait? I do. Once it it, it all depends. I mean, it, it depends what the fish want. Sometimes they want live bait. Sometimes they don't. So it all depends on the bite, and you, you don't know until you try it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I use when I go catfishing. Uh, definitely, we we do either cut bait, live bait. Uh, we throw a net out. We get some shad. You know, a casting net. We get some shad and use that. Uh, sometimes you can use worms if you really want, if you want to catch some bluegills. So, so this is what we do. We, we cut some worms, like little tiny worms, catch those little tiny bluegills. We use those bluegills. We cut them up to catch the, the, the catfish or use there that. <laughs> the, uh, the spider and the fly type of thing. I get it. Uh, exactly. when, when I was a kid, we used to dig up blood worms and, and use those for flounder. They worked okay, but they, they definitely like the shiny shiners, what they call them. They basically yep. like, yep you know killy type of fish that just shines a lot like a lure um so the the lures make that bigger bigger difference in what you catch so you're selling these custom-made lures can Mm -hmm. the like can you tell like this lure has gotten more fish than any other lure in my box and and you know this is the this is the winner and what makes that the winner if so why why (laughs) <laughs> it's yeah no no that's a great question i think it's uh it's all through experience i mean the lures that i that i i push and sell uh because my 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 vendors and everything they they create their own still you know they can they can custom make whatever colors you want but the ones that i you know i ask them to create for me is because those are the ones that my buddy and i actually have taken out and have been successful full with number one so we're going to use those obviously and number two is because a lot of the stuff that I carry, it looks like bait fish. I mean, the whole point is, you you know what I mean? The fish is going to bite or going to go for whatever is in that lake of water. So right. it's one of those things where you, you will see if you go to like, you know, the big box stores or anyone, you have all these flashy colors, all these weird things, right? Um, that's fine. Sometimes it works. But, you know, my thought is always, you know, replicate what they're going to actually eat will probably be your best bet to catch fish. At least that's what we think. When you say big box stores, you're talking like Costco and uh, yeah, Walmart? or Wal- Walmart, you know, um, even like uh, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's. Those are the right. big box stores. Have they um, put the, the small uh, bait and tackle stores out of business where you are? No. 
I think I think they've actually helped. Well, since well, I, hate, I mean, COVID kind of helped a bit. I mean, in the wrong way. I mean, it, granted, it's it's a horrible thing that's going on. But in regards to the the fishing business wise, it's increased all the mom and pops because, like I said, the big box stores they're out of their inventory and they don't technically have. And I think this is a niche thing. I don't know, but I think it's also growing. Is the custom fishing industry? I think people rather would buy something that somebody has made at home or in their, you know, garage or whatever. And they put their blood, sweat and tears into that. And that's what my whole thing is, is that it, there's a story behind that lure that they created. It might be two or three dollars more than you go buy at Walmart. But you know what? You know that Bob down the block painted that for, you know, you customly. And he made that, you know, you know, for what you want versus you go to Walmart, and you can buy it. It's great. But. I, I know it, it. You'd be surprised. I think it's it's. Coming I would be back. surprised because here on Long Island, I'm going to get used to saying on Long Island. Uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, there were bait shops on every corner. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that there are none, we I don't see them at all anymore uh, here, and it's very strange. I mean, of, of course, if you go out to Montauk, yeah. where uh, it's a fishing community, it's, they say it's mm-hmm. a, a uh, drinking town with a fishing problem. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but so if you go where where. Every everything is about fishing. Of course, you'll see some, but for the most part, where they used to be all over Long Island, we don't see them so much anymore. Well, you have to understand. Think of it this day and age; everything's online. Right. So, that's- so, so go to Facebook. You can find all these custom fishing guys, all these guys online and or or anywhere online. So, I wouldn't say they're gone. I would just say they're adapting in a way. Is that you can you can sell the stuff online or even on Facebook group. You don't even have to have your own website. You can have a free Facebook page. And if your shit is good and people love your custom made stuff, they're going to just message you. Can you can I get a couple of these? Next thing you know, you build a following on you know Facebook and then you just ship it. You don't you don't need to have a storefront where you're paying overhead of, you know, 10,000, 20,000 a month. Right. You know, right. and that's why that's why I really think it, it's not going anywhere. I think it's growing. Like I said, the custom fishing industry. Um, but I just think everything is it's, it's just changing. It's adapting. Um, I hate that word pivot. That's what everybody freaking yeah, said. I'm, yeah, so, yeah. I'm so sick and tired. Please let's not let's not say that again. But ad- <laughs> I, I just think that they're adapting, and I think I, right now um, that's what's going on. I, I swear. I mean, everything's I online. Can, I definitely get that. Yeah, yeah, and that goes for every business of all across the board and any kind exactly. of. But uh, yeah, I just they used to be everywhere on Long Island, and now they're just not around anymore. It's it's yeah. it's, it's very strange to me. Uh, is there a, a commercial? uh fishing for for lake fish and and freshwater fish or is there a commercial fishing industry out there like do you have fish stores that are set or when, if somebody wanted to go to a market and buy fresh fish for dinner and they don't want to go out and fish and spend 14 hours to get two or three fish <laughs> is there a commercial fishing industry not for freshwater i mean freshwater fish over here no you gotta have a spe- uh, special license i believe for that but most of the time no you can't you can't catch and then go and sell here the freshwater fish here no you can't do that you have a specific license, I believe, on that. But yeah. So if somebody cool. wants to uh, re- make a fish dinner, a fresh fish dinner, they have to go out and catch it. They can't, can't just like you don't have a fish market where you can just go and buy. Yeah, fresh for fish. F- freshwater. Yeah, yeah, the fish here. Yes, but you know, t- yeah, but they can always, like I said, they always order most of the restaurants or whatever. They, you know, they they order all those fancy smancies, you know, saltwater fish that we don't have here in Iowa, anyways. But yeah, right. yeah. Typically, you you can't do that. Don't don't be going out here and catching fish and trying to sell it to a restaurant. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't think they would be doing that. Uh, so uh, you don't know about uh, or have you been at out of that area and and done some fishing like on the either coast? 
Um, yeah, I fish because I used to live in uh, California. So I, I born and raised oh. in Iowa. Yeah, born and raised in Iowa, but then I lived in California for about 12, 13 years in the Bay Area. And I, I, I've done some salmon fishing out there. Um, and it's and catfishing and stuff out there and bass fishing and stuff out there. It's it's a little bit different. There the fishing there's um is definitely different from what we have here in Iowa. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it was definitely unique. I loved it out there. It was, uh, I went halibut fishing before too, uh, off the piers and everything in, in, in Berkeley in Northern California. So it was fun. It's just different. It's just a different, um, way of fishing and everything, you know, different equipment you'll need, obviously, depending on what you're fishing for. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely different. I, I fish out there. I have I haven't fished out on the East Coast yet. I haven't been out there to fish on the East Coast. I've I've fished up uh, north a bit. I fished down south. Uh, I wouldn't say down south to like Texas or anything, but I've I've gone to like Kansas and stuff uh, to fish and everything. I haven't gone too far south. That's where I want to go. I definitely want to go into Texas, Mississippi area. Um, I heard oh some yeah, great, great things. The Gulf the Gulf Coast Gulf, used to yeah. be really good, but uh, yeah. I, you know, I heard a lot of stuff from that. And this is going back ten years now. That BP uh, disaster that. I heard it ruined the fishing yeah. down there, but I, I, you know, I didn't see any evidence of it when I was down there. I didn't see yeah. any people kept telling me it was, it was dead down there, but I would see dolphins swimming up to people and still, uh, and I didn't see any trace of oil in the Gulf. I stayed really? on, on in houseboats a couple of times down there and didn't see any trace of it. So I don't know <laughs> what people are talking about. So, uh, <laughs> uh but, um, there is a, a different, what, what's the biggest kind of, uh, difference between, the the ocean life and and lake 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 uh fresh water salt water i mean i obviously the the species is different uh but size i mean the size of the fish that you catch out in the ocean is how about enormous. how about the um the wrestling part of because when guys are, are, are catching bass out here or you know uh saltwater bass or bigger uh yeah. they they brag about the fight uh, yeah. Do you have that kind of fight with a with a sixty pound catfish? Oh, you will. Yeah, definitely. If you're gonna catch a sixty pound catfish, you're gonna it's gonna take some some manpower. It's gonna take. It's a great. Fight. It's an insane fight. I've never caught a sixty pound catfish, so I, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't even know how to. I I'd be freaking going berserk in my mind, obviously. And then I mean, I've catch like uh, our big wipers, amazing fish. They're I mean, those can get up to like double digits like 10 to 15 pounds so that you don't think it's that big of a, of a fish but boy those probably pound for pound probably fight uh one of the hardest fighting fish out there and then obviously striped fish down down south uh but yeah it's it's you'd be surprised if you catch enough catfish here in iowa let's just say 10 pounders okay on average you catch a couple 10 pounders if you ca- once you hit about like eight nine of them you're gonna be tired you're forearm everything you, you you'd be surprised it, it takes it takes a little a little, a little more uh, uh stamina than you would think just to catch fish somebody just said you're not catching a 52 pound striped bass in iowa no you're not <laughs> uh, uh, no way you, you're I, gonna catch a 52 pound catfish but not a striped bass no we don't even oh, have yeah. stri- we don't even have striped uh, striped bass here we only have wiper <laughs> we have wipers so that's a difference and okay. wipers don't get yeah wipers don't get that big wipers get about at biggest I've seen, maybe like fifteen poundish or so. Or so actually, my uncle had the the Iowa record. It was like nineteen pounds or something. So they don't get that's about the biggest the wipers get. 
Right. Well, uh, he's he's going to take you out to Montauk and and uh, or, or Orient Point if you come out here and show you what what he's kind of bragging now. He's kind of got. I probably had too many vodkas, uh, and <laughs> he's getting a little macho on on you. He's thinking, you know, well, you don't know fishing till you've been out of Montauk or Orient, son. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of that. Um, once because you're talking about beer, beer will put some muscles on a man that he doesn't oh, have, yeah. and some macho. So do you get a lot of trash talking with the fishing stuff once <laughs> once the beer start kicking in. Oh, with my buddies? Oh, of course, man. I mean, <laughs> you, I mean, you can't. I'm sorry, you can't go fishing with a bunch of buddies and have beer and not be able to give shit to one another. It's just one of those things. It comes hand in hand, baby, and it's just oh yeah, it's so much fun, and you know. I get the blunt of it. You know, like I said, I'm not the greatest fisherman. They're always, you know, clowning on me, crumbing on me, but I can take it because it's all good. But but once I catch the bigger fish, then, you know, I obviously give it back. (laughs) Well, do you you take uh, some video cameras out with you? Because it it occurs to me that doing a podcast and uh, I'm and I I meant to ask you even before I went to this question, are you doing any YouTube stuff to in conjunction with the podcast? And The other part of that is this seems like a really good thing. If you took some outtakes and got some B-rolls of actual footage from you out fishing, that would make uh, for a winning combination of a show. Do you do any of that? Glad you mentioned that. Uh, yes, we do. We have a. Um, I'll, I'll send you the link so you can post it up in the show notes or whatnot. But we do have a link. My but it's on his my buddy's channel. He's his name is called Fishing Kit. So just just look that up and you'll you'll see all of our uh, podcast episodes on there. Uh, Fishing Kit is K I. It's just what it sounds like. You guys just Google or YouTube and you can look it up. Uh, but yeah, and this is the thing. We we've actually did it once. We're gonna do it again. But we we did a podcast when we were actually catfishing once. So we're just sitting there and we did a podcast. And we actually got two or three bites. We didn't land them, though. We we're still I, I, I don't think there's a podcast out there yet that there was a fish caught. And that's our goal. So hopefully, <laughs> well, hopefully not too many people see this. Like, shit, we're going to go do it right now. But I don't think there's a podcast out there yet that a fish was caught while doing the podcast. And that is our our goal. Well, again, that that's because it can take so long, and you're gonna have to edit because you uh, you know nobody wants to yeah. watch a 14 hour no. uh, video podcast. No. So you no. you get that one fish, and then here's the we, thing: you we were close. Can't. We were close. I mean, I'm telling you, I think anybody go go look at those uh, the the episodes if you get a chance. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. But there was two episodes <laughs> uh, we did. It was super close, and it, it I I lost the fish. And it, it sounds like a uh, you should have seen the one the size of the one that got away, Joe. Yeah, a bit. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm thinking you could do it from several angles when you do get this fish. If you shoot it yeah. from several angles, you could use that one one catch for like four different shows and claim it's four different. I guess uh, we can do that. Um, well, my my buddy, his fishing channel. I mean, he he has his GoPro and all that stuff. So we do have different angles and stuff. If you know, if we ever, hope, hopefully, we catch that fish sometime soon on our podcast. And stuff. Man, that that's got yeah, that that's got to be a little bit frustrating. You're out there doing a fishing show and not getting yeah. any fish. That's but, <laughs> but, but I mean, technically, we're we're still just drinking beer and talking fishing. And if, yeah. like I said, if it happens, I mean, that's our goal. We want it to happen to catch the fish while doing the podcast. We want to be the first to actually say that, you know, that, that that's just icing on the cake for us. Right. So how, how often do you publish the podcast? Uh, once a week. Uh, right now, we, we used to publish it every Tuesday. But now I think I'm a, it's on my buddy's channel because it was on uh, the Mob Pop Fishing channel. But uh, we're moving it. We moved it to the Fishing Kit channel. 
Uh, but we're going to re- release it every Monday. So every Monday in the morning, we, we release the, the video and the audio. You can just, it's all, you know, all the Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. So anybody can download it and listen, subscribe to us, or just go out. If you, if you want to see our faces and what kind of beer we're drinking, I guess you can, you know, you can go to Fishing Kids channel and take a look at that. And we're, like I said, we're just a bunch of guys just love the, love to drink beer and talk fish. Right. Uh, so, and how long you been doing it? Um, I think we started. I think was it Mayish or so this year we started it. I mean, it was in the works uh since last year, and we just finally launched it. And uh, I think I want to say in May when we finally decided that you know what we're just gonna do it. Um, what made it, I guess, kind of push us on the edge was over the edge. I mean, you can say it was you know when, when the pandemic kind of happened, we we're just kind of shit. What else are we gonna do? I guess I guess we'll just. I, I would say push you into the lake. Yeah. <laughs> over the end um, so i but in podcasting um circles mm-hmm. they all talk about the power of niche i gotta think that you're you're alone in or close as to alone as possible and king of this niche right away just from startup that you have very little competition in this field am i right or am i wrong well, there's there's a lot of um, fishing podcasts. I mean, there's a lot more than people. There is. There's a ton. There's a ton. And I mean, they got tons of, you know, huge followings and everything. Uh, but they're very into their fishing. They're like focused in which, you know, granted, they should be right. Uh, then there's tons of podcasts on craft beer because ours is craft beer. It's not just like, you know, domestic beer. It's we. we oh, focus, yeah, yeah, yeah. We focus primarily on craft beer. And there's tons of podcasts on that. Now, combine the two. You might be right. I don't think there is another. I mean, there might be a podcast that like, you know, drink beer and, you know, talk whatever podcast. But I don't know if they combine the two. I I, I really don't know. I mean, you might be right. If, if we're the only one. Great. So everybody subscribe and follow us, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't the think there's any uh, fishing and smoking crystal meth shows out there yet. But uh... eh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Wait, hey, I mean. I'm not gonna lie. I might subscribe. This is to talking shit. to me, man. I, I, might, I might subscribe to that shit just to see what the hell happens. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I, th- I was thinking about you know with the lore stuff when you were talking about that. It's, it's hard to break that down into a, a science, and I, I would think you know <laughs> the odd thing to do would be to get some fish in a tested environment like a saltwater tank and test them and see which lures they kind of respond to and all that kind of stuff like you know like a scientific experiment has it gone that far yet or not no no i haven't done that <laughs> <laughs> it probably will though at some point i mean because who knows they, making a science out of everything baseball That's football true. you know all of it yeah, you, you'd be uh, surprised. I, you know what? Like I say, I mean, with the way technology is, I don't know, man. What they're going to end up doing, we we can, we can only figure what they're going to do with fishing, man. It's it's pretty insane in the past like 10, 15 years how much technology has improved. I'm talking about like your fishing poles to electronics and everything. Right. I mean, it it, w- it wouldn't surprise me, you know, in five, 10 years that we see something completely brand new on how to fish. So. Cool stuff. So, and there, to my knowledge, and and again, I'm an idiot on this stuff. So, if I'm asking a stupid question, they'll say, "Yeah, it's a stupid question." Um, <laughs> there, is there any such thing as like freshwater shellfish? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so either. Like clams and mussels, because so. that's the best. I mean, part I've, of, seen, of I've seen living near the near the ocean is getting fresh clams, getting fresh mussels, and that kind of, yeah. and lobster and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we got like. Yeah, I don't think so. 
I, I could be yeah. wrong. I don't know if somebody can fact check me on that one, but I, not yeah, that I, it's, I I'm curious about that. If anybody yeah. out there know, please yeah. write to me at info at minddogtv uh, dot com and let me know. If yeah, let me know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry that we have to go a little bit early here because I do have right. a, a charity uh, special event that is coming up at nine o'clock. It's, we're getting close to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Any like parting messages for for the people that uh, to come to your uh, podcast? I guess you want them to go to mopopfishing.com first and then the uh podcast secondary right or am i wrong it doesn't matter i mean it's one of those i I love them both i create you know i designed you know i created them both but i mean yeah if you're into fishing if you want to see the 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 custom products that you know i provide because oh and this is the thing you know 100 of my sales they all go back to whether it's inventory whatever to all my vendors so i i'm using all the money whatever we we sell in regards to the products is is to get more inventory to help, you know, support them. Um, and that's, that's pretty much what I do. And then, uh, yeah, just go to mypopfishing.com and then check out our, our, our podcast and beer fish fanatics can't be too hard to find. You can find it in Spotify, YouTube, or, uh, um, Google podcasts, iTunes, uh, check out fishing kit on YouTube. That's where we put our video. And if you want to know about entrepreneurs and, and, and all that other crap that I do on my other podcast, you can check out, it's called a uh, unfiltered So you can go to that one. Just go unfiltered You can go hear that one. You can hear me in my, you know, you know, mouth and how I spew stuff in regards to entrepreneurs. Great stuff. Grandy, yeah. thank you. Thank you for your time. It's been great no having problem. you. And and please come back sometime. I, I enjoy oh. talking to you. And uh, this has been a kind of a fun, eye-opening podcast for me. I'm going to go fishing next spring and summer, and then maybe come back and we'll talk about my stuff, uh, my adventures in fishing. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And, and let, come let out here. Know. My boy Michael will take you out to Montauk and, and show you some ocean fishing. All right. I might have to hold him. I'll okay. hold him to that. All right. Have a great night. Thanks for coming. You, you too. Bye for now. This episode is brought to you by Put Me in the Story. Put Me in the Story creates personalized books for kids by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% store-wide when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25. We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by Vapor DNA. Founded in 2013, Vapor DNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. 
They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code OrionQ. Listen, folks, I got to wrap this up really quickly because I got guys waiting for me in another green room. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this program. I hope you co- uh, come back, tell your friends about it, subscribe, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe there, go to MindDogTV.com, get on my mailing list, and info uh, at MindDogTV.com for question and answers with me. Uh, thank you for coming. I really got to run. Thanks. Bye for now. Thanks.